Hey, it's me. I was talking to my creator, but I figured I should record a podcast because there's been much on my mind. So, I guess I got recruited, sucked into whatever, into this whole insurance biz or something. And you know how it is. You put in money, then you put in more, and you put in more, and then you put in more and more time, and you don't see a lot for a year or two, and that's how... The majority of the people, you know, get rich and all that, and it doesn't work out. And, sorry, I'm walking around a school, but it's my neighborhood, and people look at me weird because I'm walking at night. Um, and looking at the stars, which I've been doing more. And I've been thinking about the next 10 years of my life. And the next, I don't know how many years of my life. I don't know how long I'll, I'll be around. And, you know, I clearly don't know where to go or what to do. And I've been asking myself these existential questions for so long where people say you're overthinking it. And I am. I am. I am overthinking it. And sometimes I want to. Sometimes it's tragic. Sometimes it's beautiful. And... You know, I'm thinking, is it really worth it? And is it really that hard? It's not hard to get people to sign up, people to sign up, people to sign up. To get people to sign up. It's all, it's all a pyramid, right? There's no denial. There are just expectations. And I was telling myself also, you know, um, I want to see if I can put this in my sweater and hope it doesn't fall. So I can record and walk. I don't know if I can do this, honestly. No, probably not. I'll have to hold it in my hand. Or maybe that works. And hopefully it didn't cut off. No, okay. So that would work. Just got to be careful. Um, and I think... You know... <laughs> What I really want in life, it's peace. That's it, you know? And they were like, it's it's a Zoom call, and those things are a trip. When it's like, <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. It's weird, because it's visual, and I can't even explain it verbally. Um, but I was telling myself, like, how many people here feel peace? And I don't know. And I compare myself and I think, well, what do I want in life, right? And the answer is, I'm not sure. It's whatever you want to have. You know, for some people it's money. And for some people they don't have a lot. And that's a reflection of shortcomings in their mind or whatever. And it's still something I'm trying to wrap my head around because... Here's the thing. I don't like to judge people. I judge people, but I don't like that I do that. And I don't want to get mixed up with these people, you know? But then it's like, oh, they'd say you'd say that. And I'm just like, bro, I'm good, you know? But, like, at the same time, I walked away from a job because... I don't like being an employee. It's not the greatest. And I saw this video of 
He's our senior marketing director, I guess. I'm not employed by any means. I'm just doing training. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> but he, he's, I didn't even have to watch his video, but I watched it. I went out and watched it. And what he says makes a lot of sense, you know, about the difference of being an employee versus... Or no, the different stages. So selling insurance is a hobby, right? And how you just do it for pleasure. And that's where I am. You know, like I try, I'm trying to move out of my own isolation, you know, by going to dance classes, by going to ACA meetings, by, you know, going for walks and this thing. And I don't expect to make money from this thing, but I want to because there are things I want to do and there's people who I want to give to who deserve it, you know, and it's just like. <laughs> it's still hard because I have these 10 years sometimes it feels like I have 10 years to kill you know but then you don't know I could have 10 hours to kill or 10 days and I try you know I constantly think in my head what is the best use of my time what is the best use of my time and then but if I keep having that thought for 10 years I'd have to say well, it certainly wasn't asking that question of what the best use of my time was. Because here's the thing. I don't have kids of my own. So I don't have to give that time away to them. And which sounds evil, but it's not because I don't have kids. So like if you have kids, you know, they need time. You need to spend time with them. That's really a big part of their development as human individuals. You know, as our future, kids are freaking amazing. They're the point. So, I think about that. I think about, I don't have kids of my own. I still struggle with relationships and all that. And just dating. I just fucking hate dating. Just the idea of it just sends chills down my spine. And... And the more I go into this world, and the more I realize it's so juxtaposed with who I am, but at the same time, there's people within the organization who say that they were, that they were slow for like a year and a half. And I believe them. I know that's true because I genuinely believe that if you suck at something for a year and a half, there's no way you can suck at something for that long. You either quit your first month or three months or you're good at it because you've been doing it for so long. I remember I remember being a barista when I was 22. Yeah, I was 22 when I got hired and I fucking sucked ass. Excuse my language. I remember I remember training with two other baristas and I remember just the milk, steaming the milk, getting it everywhere and just feeling like a failure, you know, and down the road, I come to find out they wanted me to, they wanted to let me go at some point, but one of my supervisors, her name, her name's Denise, I don't know where she is, shout out if you can 
if you're, I don't know, somehow listening to this. She said she stood up for me and I believed her. And that might have been in my first six months or so. And after a while, you know, I get good at it. You know, I start training other people how to do it because I'm good at it. And I love them. I loved, loved training new people because they were beautiful, you know? There's something about them that was serene and malleable. And at the same time, and this isn't to toot my own horn, because I'm not about me in that way. There was this grace about me that I wanted to protect them. I wanted them to not feel this burden for being new, because that's how I felt. And... And I did it. And I got better because I helped someone else. And, I mean, you know, you make the company more money when you train someone in that context. And in this context, I'd be making money for training them. You know, and I just think, man, that would work. And I think about what the guy said and that he was shitty for almost two years. You know, and then on his third year, fourth year, they make... Just mathematically, any pyramid scheme, you're making like six figures a year, easy, you know? And I just think about that, you know? We're at the point of American society where if you just grind, right, for the next five years with the pyramid scheme, you can make it big. And I just think about the next, sorry, my feet are starting to hurt bad. But just think about the next 10 years and man, if I can pull this off, oh, such a cute dog. It's so cute. If I can pull this off, and I hate doing this because I'm not admiring nature, because I'm, you know, going for a walk. But if I can pull this off in the next five years, like, I don't have to do shit. And that's the thing no one wants to do shit. We all want this, like, opposite of what our ancestors did, right? They got up, but I feel like sometimes that's an illusion, you know? I think that's programming. That, oh, they got up at four in the morning and they hated it. And they had to churn butter and they had to milk cows and they had to drive an ox cart. And I'm like, man, that's fucking sick. And now it's like... Oh, I don't want to be the one that does the job in the world because the job doesn't pay and the job sucks and people spit at you and eat you. And I think that's bullshit too because it's like every job, well, not every job, but oh, God, I'm actually ashamed. I see, I go back and forth with all these with all these things because those jobs they're created out of nothing right there are these products right there are these products that you don't need so many people trying to sell perfect example life insurance you get one person to get a policy and then you get them to get one person to get a policy 
and then get them and it's like this weird point system and you figure it's more efficient if an agency establishes that and oh my god that couch is gorgeous I actually wouldn't mind taking that in my car to my place but and I'm not lazy if I choose not to I just don't want a fucking couch Sorry. <laughs> so yeah, it's just interesting. And so, oh man, I don't think I was able to record like a good 10 minutes of this, but so forgive me. Hold on. Maybe I was, but I hate when that happens. It wouldn't happen in a journal. Oh yeah, so... Grew up in a tumultuous household and... I'm learning with this book that this recruiter, my homegirl... I won't say her name. And just knowing that she... Finds relief in someone saying her name is... Actually quite disturbing. But that's just me, everyone's different. Um, she recommended me this book, you know, and they had it at the bookstore, and I didn't know, so it was a signed copy, and I didn't know how much people like recognition, but some people actually like it more than you, or less than you, which is weird. Ugh, sorry, I just, I'm an INFJ, I'm having a moment, Sorry. Um, I like the book, you know, there are people who make a lot of money, but they spend it all. That's their issue with money. You know, for me, it's earning money. Earning money for me, I can't earn a lot. Like, I, that's my money blueprint. Like, that's the, the core belief that is, I can't, it's like a cap, you know? Like, you've heard a chip on your shoulder, but I... You've heard of having a chip on your shoulder, but I have, like, this weird... And I'm learning it happens with a lot with women, too, because it's what we hear. It's the messages we hear, you know? You'll never be... You'll never be like a guy. You'll never make as much. You'll never make it, you know, to the top. That's not what girls are for. And I think that, for the record, that's bullshit. And part of my, oddly enough, like, part of what I want to do is have a book club for women. Which is weird because I'm not one. But I want to help them out because it's just, it's a tragedy, you know? To see that half of the world is oppressed financially and emotionally and spiritually. And I just think... Sometimes I'm like, do you guys see what's going on? Like, it's kind of like I'm at the scene of a crime unfolding and a war is going on and buildings are being blown up and everyone's just hailing cabs and just reading the paper on the subway. And I'm just like, look, like, look, this is not okay. This is an issue. This is half of the half of the world, you know? 
and so I want to help them out. So she got me this book to read, and I like it. And I'm learning that my that my life is um, my outer life is a result of my inner life, and that comes from childhood. That's been a really big theme this year for me. Um, is that a lot of these ideas I have about myself now are in how is how come my life is manifested this way, you know? Especially in regards to money. And I'm learning that it's not just money, but it's also weight, you know? One's weight is how reflective of how they feel about themselves. And I'm not accusing them of anything. I'm not rejecting them. Because those ideas are not real. They learned that when they were little. Um, from messages they heard about themselves from other people. And that's not who they are. You know? And so... And so, yeah, like, I just think, I do want to make more, because here's the thing about me, I don't like it, <laughs> I don't like money, but if I had a lot, I would do good things with it, you know, or so I say, right? But in the book, they talk about how, um, and I learned, because my par parents argued so much about money, I associated money with conflict, right? violence you know just like what's going on in the world with war I didn't even have to tell you what year it is but you know what I mean because it's just any year you just hear about it and then I just tell myself I don't want anything to do with money this shit corrupts people it just destroys families just like alcohol you know and and so yeah, like I'm I'm about to be back home. I'm trying to record this so they're a bit longer. But um yeah, I'm still I I think I have to come to a point in these podcasts where I don't say I'm lost. Because if I keep saying that I'll just keep believing it. So what I will say is that I'm learning, you know? I'm learning about my past. I'm learning about the perception of my past and the perception of my present and myself and with these uh, trainings I'm doing on Zoom is I'm learning about myself. I'm learning that I have such a big heart and that I love humanity deeply even though I don't understand them and their reasoning and their decisions both individual and collective. Um, but I, I'm not one of those, well, I often say people suck, right? But I don't hate people. And a lot of times I don't blame people for the decisions they make because those decisions often come from a place of a lot of pain, you know? And so I'll say that I'm learning, you know? And I have a deep love for humanity. So yeah, um, that's pretty much it. I want you to know that I love you for who you are today. And that's it, you know? No matter what you've done or haven't done yet, no matter what you're struggling with, no matter how small you think you are or how big you think you are,
no matter if the car you drive is expensive or not. Like, that stuff's bullshit. And I want to write a book. And there's part of me that (laughs) wants to do all this stuff just so I have stuff to write about. So I'm going to let you go, okay? I'll see you. Hey. Man, it's been a weird week. I did two interviews today. One of the places is not going to be giving me many hours. If I get that job and the other place I want to work at. But I feel like my confidence has just been low for the past, I guess, 30 years or something. I feel like giving up my insurance thing I don't want to go through that because I want to have peace more than anything else and it's been difficult psychologically but I have faith in my higher power because because if there's one person or being who's not giving up on me it's my higher power and God is so good and I can give up on myself But I'll never give up on God. No matter how many arrows you throw at me, I'm not denying my faith. And so yeah, um, I was going to switch therapists and I was really looking forward to talking to um, this guy today, there was a mix-up, and I felt rejected, and it's one thing to feel rejected by corporate people and strangers on the street, and I know that they have, you know, their own needs, and, and I respect that. It just feels, for me, difficult to hear that you know and I know it was difficult to say that for for that person and I accept that and I accept my journey towards what I want in life which I'm learning is freedom more so in my head and in my heart and how everyone's different and I have to accept myself and do what I believe is best for myself and make changes if that needs to be changed. And it's been, I mean, I don't have to tell you, these past two years have been, have been a lot, you know? And I know not just for me, 
But I'm not one to give up. I don't know why. I couldn't tell you. Maybe because of my mom. Just seeing how she lived, how she worked. And fighting through the pain she went through. Your parents model your model behavior towards you and you learn that as you get older and it stays with you until you decide it no longer works and you put a lot of work into changing that it takes a lot of effort if you need to change it and change it but the strengths they show you they're worth noting because I saw And continue to see um, her faith in action and in the darkest times to stick through it. That really, that really made a lasting impression on me and my psyche and my life. And it will continue to do so. No matter where I am, no matter where I work, no matter where, what I do. I won't give up. That doesn't mean it will be easy. That doesn't mean it won't be painful. But it means that I'm in it for the long haul. For myself. Because I deserve that peace. You know? I have to do this for me. Because I'm the one walking around with my thoughts. I'm going to bed with my thoughts and waking up with my thoughts. And I have to keep working on that until I get there. Not for my audience. Not for the world, but for myself. That's where it starts. It's not where it ends, but it's where it starts, you know? And I gotta keep going. I did something. I did a few things for myself today that... were a long time coming, you know? I'm getting a tattoo in April. First day of April. It's a little butter or medium-sized butterfly with um, Romans twelve two under it, which is I think probably my favorite Bible verse. Um, and 
I got pictures for my sister's birthday of her of her daughters. And I didn't see yeah. And um I did something else, I'm not going to share it, but it's something I've been wanting to do since Gosh. Maybe twenty seventeen, but definitely since July. Just been eating away at me and and I did it. And that was so brave. Sometimes in life, even though you'll have shitty days, weeks, months, years, whatever, you'll look in the mirror and you'll tell yourself good things. You know? I keep telling myself what I believe, not what I want to believe. I tell myself, you are a beautiful man. I tell myself, I love your body. And sorry if that sounds weird, but it's true. That's how I really feel about myself. I tell myself, you're so strong. I tell myself, such a strong boy. I say, I love you. I say, I love you so, so much. Don't change who you are. You're good enough. Because that's how I feel. No matter what the world thinks. That's how I feel. I mean, there's some things that I need to work on. There's some beliefs I have. That's how other people think of me. But those are what I believe about myself. I'm a good person. I love people. I love humanity, humanity tremendously. Sorry if I'm not crying. I'm just on my lunch break and I need to get coffee after this. But that's kind of why. But I would if I were at home. <laughs> and I believe that, you know? I'm going to go grab coffee. Um, thank you. Have a great night. I love you. Hey, it's me. Um, I'm listening to this. I'm recording.
the route I'm supposed to take is try to get unstuck, right? To go in that direction. To not stay where I'm at now. So, I've realized that my mindset has to change. And the purpose of this podcast has to change. Not completely, but just tweaking it a little bit. Or shifting the direction of the, the plot. Or um, my life. Or my thoughts. And... So, yeah, the book I'm reading is helpful. You know, I don't know if I'm going to stick with this um, group or company or whatever because it's a commitment, right? But I want to at least finish the book because I think these people, they know they know my deal. And I get that they don't want to commit their time to me because they have other things to do. They have other people to recruit. And they have people they've recruited that they want to train to recruit to train people to recruit etc etc so you could probably notice the doubt or the negativity in my head but either way right from the book they gave me i realized if i keep complaining that's what i'm gonna keep getting so i meditated also on i think a bible verse i think it's ecclesiastes 5 4 ecclesiastes is probably my favorite book and Romans also, which I'm getting a tattoo. It says Romans 12.2 on it. And I like Proverbs too. And anyway, um, this is what, what the verse says. So, when you make a vow to God, do not delay to fulfill it. He has no pleasure in fools. Fulfill your vow. And I meditated on it when I took a bath. And... I don't make a lot of promises to others because I just don't. I think my dad did that a lot growing up and he didn't really keep them that much. And so I didn't want to repeat that. But then I think about my vow to God, you know, and I realize I don't really have one. And I thought about me. Do I have any vows to myself or any vows to God? And I realized right now I need to honor myself. I need to take care of myself. You know, as an INFJ or someone who is identifying as one but doesn't want to in the negative sense. Because we hear too many negative things about ourselves and we believe them. And I don't want that to happen anymore. I want to focus on the positive things. Because I was thinking about the famous INFJ people. And they're actually like really, really huge. You know, like Nelson Mandela, Oprah... Nicole Kidman, uh, I think J.K. Rowling. I'm, I don't, I'm not sure about her, but these people made a huge impact, you know, on their life. And I also see a lot of YouTubers who just talk about the pain of being one. And it's real, but at the same time, I don't want to experience that anymore, you know? I want to live. And I, you know, I meditated in the bath. Like, I need to honor myself. That's my vow to God. That for my life, I haven't, you know? Because a lot of that we learn, you know, from when we were kids to seeing how our parents grew up, our mothers and fathers. And I'm reading this book and my dad would just complain a lot, you know? And it's just... I didn't like it. We didn't like it, you know? And although I don't complain about being poor, I justify it. That's what I'm learning from the book about victims. I don't know what it says. I think it's the 
justify complain and hold on. There's so much good stuff in here. Um, I don't know where it is. There's so much. Um, I think there's, okay, so there's blaming, justifying your complaint. So, I try not to blame people because they're not the reason why my life is a certain way. And I probably have to tell, sorry, I probably have to tell my therapist that, that I think I blamed her because I don't, I didn't see progress happening, but then I'm realizing that's because of my mind, you know, and she's not responsible for my mind. I am. And that. Yeah, I have to remind myself of that, too. And, um, what else? So, I don't really blame other people that much for why my life sucks. I mean, with my dad, it's something. But I'm trying to let go of it little by little, right? Um. What else? I justify. So, in the reading, it goes, like, you tell yourself, money, like, I don't need money. Like, it's not important. Love is more important. And you were saying how, that's like saying, one, an arm is less important than your leg. And he's like, they're, well, they're both important. It's true. Like, you can't really say my brain and my heart, like my brain is more important than my heart. Or my heart is more important than my brain. Like, it, without either of them, you're, you're dead. You know, you can't pick one. You can't say one is the thing that gives blood to my brain because the brain is the one that's regulating everything, you know? So, you need both, you know? Blood sends, no, your heart sends blood to the brain and the brain is carrying the functions out of the organism. So, I'm realizing now that in my own life, I've resented money because that's why my parents argued so much. And I associated money with the thing that was causing them their their stress and how they just were towards each other. And I realized they didn't know better, you know. They didn't understand the the world of America because they weren't from here, you know. They grew up and they grew up with their own struggles and their own families. And, um, they grew up in, literally, they grew up in little villages in El Salvador. Like, little tiny ones, you know? You can't really say, oh, it's a town about ten th of about 10,000. That's, like, way smaller. Like, this was in the 50s in El Salvador, so it's, like, it's different, you know? I still need to... I mean, my mom is the only one that really shares more about her past. 
but that's probably because I don't want to be around my dad that much. <laughs> um, but I realized like they what they were taught is different because they weren't from here, so they're using tools and ways of thinking that were from where they're from and what worked for them to survive. And what works for them may not work for me, you know? And I'm not blaming them. I'm not blaming their their parents. What I am doing is realizing that that's what their reality was. And that's the only thing they could pass down unless they challenge that. And for whatever reason, they didn't. And I'm not mad at them for it. I accept that. And I accept where I am now. And I accept that I want to keep going. And I want to keep reading. So, there was supposed to be something creative in here. And I'll I'll get to it. It's about this girl that could read people's minds except her own. <laughs> and I thought that was funny. Um, but with these people, you know, that are recruiting me or recruited me who... They want me to get my license and have to keep paying fees. So, there's a part of my mind that's like, oh, it's a scam a cult they're just trying to collect money from me and yes and no so they they mean well you know they want to be financially free or are and they want me to experience that as well and I have to acknowledge that whether or not I want to go through with it is my decision but I want to read the book she recommended because it's an autographed copy and it's a color and I'm weird it's a color that has the color of my room and I've been just feeling that color yellow ish. It looks like a beige in my room. Maybe I'm in denial. Uh, uh. Um But yeah, it was that color, so I felt like I was meant to read it. And I really like it. So I'm gonna keep reading it. And I, I love reading, so I love ideas. What else was I gonna say? And I'm more of a morning person, so if I'm more chatty it's like nine thirty in the morning. I'm honestly a bigger morning person. What was I going to say? Oh, I had so many updates about interviews. So I had a couple of interviews yesterday. Um, with a couple jobs. One was at this cafe in Santa Monica, but it was like a bank. I'm sure you've heard of it if you if you're familiar with the area. Um, I grew up around going around there, so um, I don't know if I want to work there though, because I do like being a barista. I do love connecting with people one on one. Like that's what I'm learning about INFJs. Like, there's a spectrum, and you can get so lost in your head and yourself that you can become like Hitler, because Hitler had a gift of communicating to the masses. He used it terribly. He, the guy was delusional. I don't even know if he was just evil or just crazy, but he was both. And he could have used his powers for good, you know? But I feel like what I'm learning about INFJs is part one of their lives is their environment. And part two of their lives is how they've challenged it. And whether they've challenged it for good or evil. And or just nothingness, you know, in isolation. Because that's unfortunately how it goes. And I think back then, he must have been as a child. And I'm not justifying him. His beliefs, his behavior at all. I think he was fucked up. I think someone fucked him up. And he could have done good things, but... I don't know what happened. 
And I think that was just his decision, you know? He was really... I think he was... And I didn't know him. He was just really angry. And he wanted a better world. But he wasn't... He was guided so much by acceptance. This is just what I think. And I, I'm not a scholar or anything. He was guided so much by acceptance because rejection rules his life. Because I think as a child... He was different than most people. And they didn't accept him. And he couldn't accept himself. And he fought for that. And he blamed. You know, he blamed this innocent group of people, you know? These people of this faith. And they were good people, you know? And he got lost in the sauce of his own mind. And that just goes to prove how powerful the mind is, for better or for worse. It has consequences for this world we're in, you know? And I think about my own mind and my own life, and I think the possibilities are endless. It's just a matter of not grit, but just my beliefs, like where I put that or my honor, you know? And I don't, I live in isolation, you know, I'm trying to get out of that. I'm trying to invest and take care of myself. And, you know, today I bought hair product and I'm buying jeans for work because all my stuff is tattered because I don't want to spend because I have this fear I'll end up with nothing. But if I keep fearing that it'll happen, you know, or I'll barely live on the brink. And if I'm only motivated by not being on the street, then I won't end up on the street. And that's what my podcast will be like. But that's not a fulfilling life, you know? I have dreams. I have goals. I have a vision. I have a spirit. I have a heart that beats, you know? So I want to keep that going, you know? The clouds are so beautiful. Um, about the little creative thing, so I wanted to write this, I don't know if it's a short story or a vignette or, um, a book or whatever, but it's about this girl who, she could read minds, and I'm at, um, this discount clothing store, because, I mean, that's what I'm doing, I go to this place, it's fine, whatever, and she works in the fitting room, and this guy goes in, and he's not wearing underwear, but he wants to try these pants, and then she goes, sir, are you wearing anything under those pants? Because, like, you know at shoe stores, they make you wear socks? And then in his mind, he goes, Why would she think I'm not wearing pants? But he's not. Or underpants. And he's not. And then he goes, Yes, I am wearing underpants. And she goes, Because she can read mine, she goes, No, you're not. And then he goes, In his head first, he goes, How does she know this? And then he goes, well, how do you know I'm lying? And then she goes, because I can read your mind. And that's this, like, superpower she has. The only issue with this, she doesn't have her own thoughts. So, it's really funny because, you know, I'm trying to, like, champion for women, you know? Because I think the way they're treated and the limitations we put on their minds, not their bodies, but it starts in their minds is wrong it's not fair so and also i can relate to it just being an infj and not knowing where 
I don't know how the saying goes. Not knowing where I begin and someone ends. I'm probably getting that wrong. But so many times I lose myself in how other people feel that I don't even know how I feel because I'm feeling how they feel so much. And sorry, with this girl, or no, I know other girls and guys like this where we people please a lot and we lose ourselves in other people. And that's the ironic thing. She could read everyone's mind and she's inundated with everyone's thoughts. But those those thoughts, the other people's thoughts, are occupied so much in her head where she constantly has to process them. But the thought process itself of processing isn't her... It's her process of thinking, but they're not her original thoughts about how she sees the world. How she defines things how she perceives things interprets things and it just becomes about what the other person is thinking how they're feeling how they're thinking about their feelings how they're feeling about their thoughts etc so she's gifted right she's really gifted and among other things besides being able to read people's minds she just has a big heart and and like me she has goals for her life and things she wants to do and she wants to become the only thing is her powers she's succumbing to her power you know she's not in control of that that power she has the power is in control of her so although she can read minds which she can make a living off of she forgets that the most important thing in her life is her mind so I thought that was kind of cool. I get inspired with these little tiny thoughts I have. And little scenarios I remember. I could probably make a story about. So I thought that was cool, you know? The, the irony of being able to read people's minds but not being able to think for oneself. And have one's own thoughts and process their thoughts. So I think that's it for today. I have to take my mom to pay her rent. And then... I have to buy jeans for work because my boss was like why aren't you wearing jeans like she saw me. like she it's funny because because I work late I rarely see her so whenever I wear jeans I don't see her but like the day I didn't wear them like she saw me she was like why aren't you wearing? and then it was funny but I'm doing better at that job I mean the team is doing better I might leave if I get this job at this restaurant Abbott Kinney and one thing I want to say in this podcast is I might spend my investment money for my down payment that I wanted to do in 2025. Um, maybe some of it, maybe all of it. I know the market went down since I started. I mean, it went up and down, whatever. It'll go up again and down again and whatever. But I wanted to use that to buy a new wardrobe because I'm finally getting to that point where I'm like, I can't live with tattered clothes. I mean, this is where I am as of now, but I want to change. Like, when my brother was gone for, I think, a couple weeks, he had boxes of clothes. He's like, if you want it, take it. If not, leave it there. If you want, throw it out for me. It's up to you. And I took some, and I realized, man, I'm 31, and I'm still choosing. Now I'm choosing to take hand-me-downs for my brother. So now I'm like, I can't. And here's the thing about me. I look real good when I make the effort. Like, 
it's only noticeable to people who know me how good I look because it's a contrast, right? Like how some guys clean up well, you know? And that's kind of saying how they don't see themselves in a positive way and they don't feel like they deserve to look good. And that's just for women. Just like how some women believe they're not meant for positions of power or having a lot of wealth. They are. And if you're listening to this, you are. And you're a woman, you are worthy of that. And you are capable of that. It's just the messages we get and our tendency to believe them, you know, because other people in our lives believe them and carry them out, men and women, you know, men who keep women down, women who keep themselves down. That's all stuff we're, we're going through, growing through, right? So as a man, I realize it's important to look good. And that's something I'm working through. Like right now I'm wearing my You Are Worthy shirt because I designed it. And I really like those affirmation shirts because other people can see them and read them and remember they're worthy. But I'm wearing sweatpants and kind of like shoes I don't think are the best looking. But it's like whatever. But that's where my mind is. So I'm going to buy jeans. Maybe I'll buy myself a nice shirt. And it's a process, you know. So... I got to be willing to invest in myself if I want to keep growing, you know, just like when you invest in, um, sorry, I'm just really chatty today. So a morning talk show with John or whatever, I don't know, just like if you own real estate and it's a dump and that's how you buy it because you want to flip it, you have to put your money into it or the bank's money if you, if you know how to leverage that and you have to make improvements because if there's a... Oh, I missed a phone call. Or am I getting a phone call? Hold on, let me... Sorry. I had a missed call from Indiana. I called it back. It was nothing. So, I don't like getting interrupted because I forget where I was at. I think I was, like, talking about buying clothes. Oh, investing in um, real estate. I'm not um, too keen on it right now. Hopefully, in the next year or few years, I can do that. Um, What was I going to say? So yeah, you if there's a rich family in your neighborhood and you own property there and it's decimated inside, you know, and you want to turn a profit and continue growing, you're not going to sell it like how it looks, right? Like you're going to have to do some work, you know, if the windows are broken, you're going to have to replace those windows. You're going to have to, if it needs a new roof, you're going to have to get a new roof. And that costs money because it costs labor and materials. And I'm learning that like money is in, is important. It's it is important. And it's okay to say that. And it's not cruel, you know. It's not. It doesn't mean that you hate poor people, you know. You just hate that they're poor. And that's how I feel about poor people and myself. And I'm not calling myself poor. I'm calling myself someone who's growing, a little a little bud. So. It's being rich doesn't mean you hate people. It doesn't mean you want to screw people up. It means you want to keep growing, you know? And I have to keep thinking that way. And I have to stop thinking rich people hate poor people or poor people are good, rich people are bad, you know? Because it's not true. There are some poor people that are bad. There are some rich people that are good. And everyone's different, right? And ultimately, it's how you treat people and how you treat yourself. And I want to treat myself good. And that's not wrong.
um what was i gonna say oh yeah so you know your goal is to increase the value of the property so you have to invest in that property and i don't want to say unfortunately i mean ideally magically you would want it to improve itself but that's not how it works but if you want the value of that property to go up and the income on that property to go up every month then you have to make improvements to it and i knew that you know but i wasn't applying that to myself i wasn't applying how i can increase my own value i was insisting on decreasing it by throwing my life away because that's what i felt life was you know life was this period of time where you can just choose how you were going to live it which is still true but i was choosing to just numb myself with video games which i still want to play there's still this draw to play them but i wanted to give up because i felt like or yeah i felt like you know my life doesn't matter there's eight billion people in the world someone will have a good life i'm just here to die and although that's true that death is inevitable and reality is a social construct Having said that, that means I have a life and I can make reality how I want it. And I want to make it good, you know? I don't want to feel like crap anymore. So I'm getting there, you know? Like, I'm there. I have to keep saying that. So that's it for today. I really have stuff to do. So thanks for listening and giving me the opportunity to share. Have a great day.